Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. It is Friday, April 8th. This is Dwight, and I'm here with Tom Onk, our last uh, podcast of the week. And Tom, what threads and common themes have you sensed throughout the week as we've been reading these passages? Um, I guess the biggest thing is keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm. Um, Don't become uh, concerned, or not concerned, but overwhelmed by things coming at you in this world, but keep your focus on Jesus. Amen. And don't be too disheartened if slander yep. or persecution or troubles of any of those kinds come your way. Yep. Uh, we're not alone. No, we're not alone. <laughs> uh, Isaiah, David, and especially Jesus went before us and experienced probably a lot worse than we ever will. Yep. So take heart, for Jesus has overcome all of this stuff and will give us the strength to, to push through it. Well, today's passage is out of Mark 14, and we're going to choose just the first story here, Mark 14, 1 through 11, Jesus anointed at Bethany. So Tom, why don't you start that for us, and then I'll finish it up. Great. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to address, to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came in with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. I really like this passage. Uh, what do you like about it? Thanks for asking, Tom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we didn't even rehearse that. <laughs> Lots of things, but just this woman is doing this thing that appeared to everyone else to be wasteful. Mm. She took this super expensive perfume, right, that was worth a year's wages and just dumped it on Jesus. And it doesn't make any sense from an economical standpoint. 
but that's what she wanted to do. And I guess every time I read this passage, I'm convicted that Jesus likes it when we spend ourselves extravagantly on him. Mm. Even when we could spend ourselves extravagantly on the poor, he's like, the poor will always be with you. Mm. Um, And you can help them anytime you want. It's not like he's saying, don't do that. You should do that. You should do that. Right. But I appreciate it when you spend yourself extravagantly on me, even if it looks wasteful to other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll, I'll throw it back at you. What are ways that we can spend ourselves on Jesus that look wasteful? <clears throat> Giving up our time to... to- be to go to church, for instance. Sure. I mean, that's a wasteful time because you could be doing something. You could else. be sleeping in. You could you be could sleeping be, in, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, or not, working, or working. Um, you know, maybe or helping others. I mean, you, you you talk about the the poor here, but you could give of yourself for the for the benefit of the kingdom. So, yeah. Um, and again, that's wasteful to a lot of people, right? And how about this whole idea of tithing? Tithing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's foolish. It is. You could use that money for something else. Just right. think what you could do with that. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just having breakfast with a buddy of mine who, long story, but he used to make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of went into a dark season of his life where he kind of lost everything. Mm-hmm. And had to go through some sobriety stuff and and then and then he worked a job for like, you know, 10 bucks an hour and he was just making almost nothing. And I just had breakfast with him and now he's making a whole lot of money again. Mm. And he said I forgot what it was like to tithe on a big paycheck. Oh, yeah. He says when I was making 200 bucks a week, Given 20 bucks a week was nothing. Mm-hmm. He says, but now I'm making all this money and my tithe check is huge. And I, and I said, yeah, but you're making a whole lot more. He goes, I know, but for, for some reason, it's harder to give away money when you're making more money. Mm-hmm. So giving of our time, give, giving of our treasure, mm-hmm. giving of our talent, mm-hmm. Maybe it's taking things that we're good at and dedicating them to, to others may appear wasteful to the world. But whatever the case, uh, Jesus looked at this woman and said, she's done a beautiful thing to me and it will not be taken away from her. Right. I love that. Yep. And we always read about it, don't we? We it's do. In, it's in the, how many things are not recorded in scripture, but this one is. Right. Mm-hmm. This selfless act that was probably done behind closed doors she never would have dreamed that anyone would ever talk about this yep right mm-hmm. well we're gonna get to meet her in heaven someday and she's gonna be famous <laughs> <laughs> she is famous she's like oh you're the one right you're the one yeah oh man so here's a thought that I've had over the years whenever I read this passage it says They rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. I like the thought that there's something that I would do for Jesus, that Jesus would turn to others and say, hey, what Dwight is doing, 
he's doing a beautiful thing to me. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it if would he said be. it about you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be. It would be cool. I just love the idea that we have the power to bless Jesus's heart mm-hmm. uh, like that. So I've talked way too much. Those are the things I love about this passage. The one, the one question I have is the last verse in here when it talks about, is that what prompted Judas Iscariot to go mm. to the Sanhedrin or the chief priests when, because he saw this was wasteful? Is that what finally set him over the edge and said, you know what, enough's enough. We're going we're gonna to force something to happen. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Enough is enough. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't trust this guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. And that's how this passage ends. So I Right. He visited Bethany the last week of his life. Mm-hmm. All the plot lines are coming together. Right. You know, at this point. So Judas was ready to betray him anyway. Yep. But that's a great... Enough is enough. Yep. That's a great point. This, this might have been a catalyst that just kind of pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, I just wrote down here, you know, things that may appear to some to be wasteful. Time in the Word, time in prayer, time in worship, time just sitting at Jesus' feet. In the world's economy, these things don't make sense. But in God's economy, wasting our time and wasting our lives on Jesus is the most productive thing we could ever do. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of, you know, Matthew, is it 6.32? Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added to you as well. Yeah. As we do the things behind closed doors, the, the, the things that Jesus really cares about, he sees to it that we're taken care of. Well, Tom, it's been fun. It has been fun. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. That's, thanks for asking. Yeah. You want to give a closing blessing or a closing prayer for our listeners sure. this week? Sure. I'll be glad to do that. Yeah. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for the gift of your Son and for what he did for us. And Father, um, as we read through these passages, the, the recurring theme for me is keep your eyes on me. And so, Father, my, my prayer for all of us is that uh, through this, this season and uh, beyond that when things come into our lives, hardships, struggles, um, whatever else, that we, we are prompted to look up and keep our eyes on you and that you will take care of the rest. So, Father, thank you so much for that gift. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.